Welcome to Ocean Sisters in the United Arab Emirates, where we talk about all things scuba diving and our appreciation for the ocean. Today we're talking all things female with our guest speaker Kathleen Russell, a PADI course director in the UAE. We'll be discussing work-life balance as an instructor, recommendations for entering a career in scuba diving, along with frequently asked questions we get asked from females. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Ocean Sisters and leave us a review. Our podcast is available across all major platforms. Welcome to Ocean Sisters, Kathleen. Ah, thank you. And hello, greetings to Elaine, Chloe. Hi, Kathleen. (laughs) Hi. I'm happy today. Yes, I bet. What, what have you... Uh, we, went di- we, went, we went diving. <laughs> That's always a good one. It's always a good day if you've been diving. <laughs> How was your day just in the Maldives at the moment? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I am. So th- thank you for inviting me to speak and uh, I'm really actually happy because I'm speaking and I'm in a, the most like beautiful place on the planet right now. <laughs> cool, so um, tell us about you. Um, how, did, how did it start? How did diving become your thing? Um, that's quite interesting because I'm actually, um, I was, born in Hong Kong, but raised in Canada, in Vancouver. And of course, Vancouver is cold, rainy, you know, a little bit gray. It's not like tropical, like the Maldives. So I think as I was growing up, I I had um, an interest in in swimming and aquatics. And I think just um, having that as a background and growing up and then doing all that uh, part of my uni days was uh, what kind of inspired me as I went traveling. Uh, to continue on and kind of pursue aquatics. I think I didn't start diving until my mid-20s after I went to, um, I went traveling a little bit. And I just remember one of my friends, she was a lifeguard, and she said, I became a scuba instructor and I was able to, you know, use this as a, as kind of a backup in case I, I needed to find like employment and I'm traveling. So that kind of stuck in my mind when, when I did go traveling. And uh, what better place to do it is when I went back to Hong Kong. Um, and I think that's what inspired me to, to do it is, is, are those simple words that she said um, like long time yeah. ago. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's how my getting started. Kathleen, just for our listeners, um, what actual level are you at with Paddy? Um, um, I'm actually a PADI course director, uh, probably one of, the, <laughs> one of the first female course directors in the UAE. Um, I've always, I, I was a master instructor, I think, <laughs> I'm, I'm dating myself back in like the, the late 90s um, in Hong Kong. And I've always taken inspiration to like, because of, you know, when you have a bit more experience, it's nice to share. And it's also nice to teach. And I think the, the passion of teaching um, is something that I really enjoy. And I, I always said that if I stop, you know, enjoying what I'm doing, then I'll quit. And I haven't quit yet. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, from a passion, 
that's what I wanted to um, to continue developing, you know, dive professionals, especially um, in within the female community. Absolutely, and being and being one of the first female course directors. I mean, you said UAE, but I'm pretty sure um, there was when you actually completed your course director um, course, it was probably you're probably like what top like. 100 female I don't know what the statistic would be <laughs> well, there wasn't that many and globally anyway when when you um when you got that um, um, I um there weren't that many but uh funny enough because when I did my uh instructor course in Hong Kong of all places um uh, I was taught by a female course director uh her name is Angela and uh she's uh um uh, she's actually from South Africa uh, and now she presides like now she lives in Australia like rescuing lots of dogs and things like that um, but yeah I had two female lead instructors I think that that was actually quite inspirational um, I'm not going to tell you when I did that <laughs> I, think, I think you should Kathleen I think you should come on <laughs> please share um, 1996 <gasps> were you born yet I, I, I was seven <laughs> yeah I was I, I was I was 18 <gasps> okay <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. gosh <laughs> so uh, that's amazing, amazing and in journey. terms of I, I mean being being a female and me as you know I, I'm an instructor and um, I'm getting older now I'm thinking about like adult stuff like families and kids and, <laughs> and things like that. Peter Pan's going to grow up sometime, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really scary. Scary. I know. Yes. And uh, I mean, like, obviously being a female instructor, I mean, my main issue is like, when do I fit all of that stuff in? Because obviously, um, you know, it's not just, um, you know, after the baby born, but it's actually, you know, it's like eight months. <laughs> of your life yeah <laughs> um I was really lucky uh we had um I, we have two kids and um now bless them they're like 14 and 15 yes they're with us diving as well and uh I guess when I when I started to when we started to have kids um that was one of the things that was in the back of my mind thinking oh what am I going to do Am I going to recover? Am I going to scuba dive again? And um, lo and behold, I found that once once they were born, um, I just needed to feel healthy and get get like the doctors sort of like okay. And that was about the first one was like two and a half months, and then I was able to get back into the water. Like I'm I'm just a silly person because while I was pregnant, I like helped with I help organize underwater cleanups, and you know I'm just this pregnant lady waddling around. Doing briefings and so you're still by the ocean briefings. kind of like involved in yeah you're going like this is like pregnant women waddling around shouting like you know these instructions but it was my thing um uh, I was also found in a poolside so and it was really funny because when the doctor found like told me I was pregnant the first thing she said was um you you can't scoot you guys stop scuba diving and don't go skiing and you know all those extreme sports <laughs> so I'm like okay so yeah I waited nine months I waited till I recovered um and then just having kids I think you just have to take it um you know day by day everybody's different um you 
if you really have the desire that you want to continue diving and doing things, you know, as a, as a dive professional, um, I continue to do that. I continue to dive probably um, four months after like uh, both kids are born, like uh, really like get back into it and, um, and, and kind of know your body. Know, like listen to your body and just kind of take it easy don't go like full tilt on everything and then eventually you know all those muscles come back and you know your muscle your your brain your muscle memory. your brain memory comes <laughs> your brain <laughs> your brain comes still back. hasn't come back Kathleen <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'll tell you that it's my brain's <laughs> don't um travel is I think it's like some of the best times that we traveled like you know uh I don't know baby baby what do they call baby <laughs> baby carriages in tote and um um and car seats and things and um the kids were in the Musandam on a dow like when they were like less than one um we <laughs> wow. we took we charged like we were really lucky because they weren't like the like really screamy type. So we traveled and we chartered the the, the boats in the Maldives while they were like still toddlers. So they they were like I put them in a little pup tent and then we just kind of alternated like dives. So we just kind of took turns and until they they were still they were old enough and we had a boat crew that were sensational. They they actually looked after our kids and then both of us were able to dive on eventually like the third third charter that we did. <laughs> so. I, I, I believe that if you want to travel with, you know, with your family, um, you can make it happen. You can make it work. Um, yeah, it's going to be harder. And it's, it's very educational, but, isn't it? Like um, taking them places. It, and it, Yeah, it, it's like when you're traveling and you're, you know, you go, go like on a European tour. And, but uh, we, we're just like beaches, ocean, <laughs> fish. <laughs> sorry Catherine I think you just have to adapt don't you and yeah. you make part of your passion you know as in but there's always a way for a female instructor or a female diver to have children and obviously like you said Kathleen be medically cleared and then still carry it on yeah. and the supporting yeah. dive community around will always step in I've seen it you know we've seen it so yeah so come on, um, Chloe. When when are we due, Chloe? <laughs> you can't be to help. I want to be a dive, a dive, uh, a dive master auntie. <laughs> you, can, you can take them on the bubble, mate. Um, <laughs> awesome. So, so you mentioned you you um you got inspired by two female course directors. I mean, in terms of um like a young female coming into um into diving um what would you recommend going into that field how, how would you... I think you I think you've got to have the heart to go into it like a lot of people you know they I think they 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 think that that's the lifestyle for them and then when they fully immerse and it's something that they maybe not interested so I think you have to think about it that uh, this is something that's like very uh, special and you have to be passionate about it. So like loving the ocean or loving, you know, outdoors, not not being um, afraid to, we'll, we'll get into like the sweaty part bit when we're, we're all like hot and bothered, but you know, 
Um, and I, I believe that for a young professional, if you're passionate about it and this is something that you believe you want to do, um, it's going to open a lot of doors. Um, so not just being like a, a dive professional, because that leads into um, so many fields out there. You know, all of a sudden you might um, decide that you take a gap year and, and you go and help out with uh, some of these sort of marine research areas. Um, and you might find a passion in sort of marine uh, environmental sort of research and development. And so, it, or, or travel, like you just love traveling. So you want to take people traveling. So you can be like that sort of uh, uh, travel expert. So there's, there's different aspects of, of young professional. And I think now we have more opportunities and more fields that we can explore. That's amazing. It's really, it's just like it opens doors. It is. <laughs> I think I think it is amazing for um, especially like I wish I wish that after university I just had gone straight into going <laughs> off to I don't know, Southeast Asia and just done the scuba diving for a few years and then come back maybe into the working life. But I kind of I, I flipped it away <laughs> the other way around. I went straight into work. Not going into it. Um, yeah, yeah, but you're you've a very interesting field as well too. Yeah. that you know your creativity and and um, and <laughs> no, it's been really useful. It's been useful. It's yeah, been useful. Uh, and actually, one of those fields that is very important. Um, like for example, we're diving with uh, pelagic divers, and they just said, "Hey, we need an intern." Um, someone who does digital marketing and social media will put you up for two months if you come and do your dive master here. I'll so be there. You have to, <laughs> yeah. Flights are so Yeah, because a lot of people don't the business like like we we don't have all those skills and we don't have those t that time. So it's amazing that you know we can find people that can do that aspect of, of the work and um and then we continue our business aspect yeah no it's been pretty <laughs> handy being going into marketing um so <laughs> in, in terms of the um the woman entering the workforce in diving now would you say <laughs> that it's changed and developed since when you started or would you say um you know now better a, a woman are better off now in this sort of industry compared to when you started uh absolutely uh we have more technology we're more connected compared to like i mean the the internet we didn't have social media back then social media was face-to-face -face, uh, coffee time face-to-face -face, you know um we didn't have that sort of network that sort of global reach as well so we weren't able to, we didn't have mark zuckerberg with his facebook so we weren't able to create like a woman lead uh groups. Paddy dive days uh, and stuff like that. yeah and patty woman day which is incredible as well too so okay. all the think are um have evolved and and that just kind of created more awareness that hey there's more women that are doing that and and then like I have a friend who lives in who lived in Canada in Toronto I've known her since like our lifeguard days which is like predating all this and she just like dropped everything her friend bought a, a resort in Belize and she did her during just before COVID, she was in Costa Rica. She did her um, instructor course and then she got locked down six months there. But now she's in Belize 
opening up a, a resort for her friends. Like talk about a, a complete like sort of 180 changing career. <laughs> But she followed, she followed her passion. So, you know, and uh, she's like my age. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her I said that <laughs> never too old I, <laughs> to start diving I, start doing it as a career really, yeah I by people that will take that you know uh, um, take that sort of decision and, and not be afraid to kind of step in um, follow your heart I totally agree with that totally <laughs> just go with it right yeah. so let's get down to the fun questions <laughs> oh, oh, i hope you're ready <laughs> all right so i mean these it. are just kind of common questions that i get asked as an instructor and i'm sure you guys have been asked them quite a few yeah. times as well so um these and for for men listening to this you might want to put some earmuffs on <laughs> they should listen maybe they should listen yeah because they, they would know what we go through i know that when i'm uh, when i mention the word period to my boyfriend he just <laughs> he immediately switches oh. off <laughs> come on then yeah, Tommy, a... hit us with oh. these questions come right on. so first one <laughs> Talking about periods, okay. is can I dive on my period? Um, it's going to be your comfort level, and I think as a yeah. professional, uh, that's something that you probably and also Elaine, you're 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 a water baby, so there's going to be time <laughs> yep. water, um, and this uh, you know this 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 sort of happens. Um, yes, you can dive uh, during a period. Some people are more comfortable with it. Um, they can, you know, use uh, sort of um, things that are going to be uh, so help them leak proof. And there's also, I actually tried the 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 diva. What is it called? The diva cup, or is it? Yeah, the moon? I, I've got the moon cup, <laughs> which yeah. I think is uh, yeah, yeah similar. And I just wish I had found it like years ago, you know, so and that would have made my the yeah. game changer. And, it is a game changer, and I found. Yeah, and I found that uh, doing easy dives and sort of uh, changing regularly, that actually um, was a game changer, like you said. Uh, some people will use tampons and uh, others, if they don't, um, will do it like this per their comfort level. You know, then some people say, okay, it's my period and I won't dive. And, and, then, um, and then that's it. So really. Okay, if they, uh, but you it's know, a you've, you've got to be comfortable underwater and feel comfortable putting yeah. all this equipment on and stuff and if that's you know if you're if you're yeah. not comfortable then you're not going to enjoy the dive or you're not going to enjoy your time on the boat always like worrying so um yeah as a dive professional you just um unfortunately just i just have to on. kind of <laughs> exactly i was just going to say suck it up but yeah i was a swimmer and actually my coach when i was 12 um taught me how to like sort of like sort of period proof myself while i was swimming and i had no choice so i learned at a very young age uh, um so and and it was fine i actually taught my mom <laughs> <of all things>. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> 
and I think I but, get yeah. a lot of questions like, will a shark come and atta attack me if I'm on my period? Uh, I, you, Chloe, and uh, I would have to say I dive with a lot of sharks, uh, including like today, we like this whole week, we're diving with a lot of sharks. Um, and so far, not, not a thing they were in us at all. So I, I do believe that we don't have to worry. We should be mindful. But also, if you if you learn a little bit about shark behavior, uh, you can also learn that, you know, are they being aggressive? Are they being nosy? And um, you can also, you know, learn that they're actually not there to predate you. So. I mean, I, I heard um, someone told me once that if you're on your period, they can smell the blood and realize that they're not um you're not their food so they they can kind of identify that that as that you're not actually um there well one thing uh <laughs> you're not struggling not like 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 well unless you're waving frantically underwater but you're yeah. not going to be and creating that vibrations um to signal that you know you are and also you're diving in a usually diving like uh maybe with with people as well so you're not like solitary as well uh, so they're not going to approach you. They're, that's not in their best interest. Um, so I don't, and diving with sharks for a long time. I, if you, I mean, if you respect them, they'll respect you. <laughs> yeah. And also watch them. Like if you see, if there are sharks around, uh, just keep an eye on them. That's the, the key. Um, and if they start to show like, sort of like, uh, unnatural movements, then leave <laughs> golden rule. Hey, hey, the, I think we learned that, that in Patty, uh, chapter three about environment, right? When there's an aggressive marine life, just stay low and move. And leave. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before they um, do, before they do I'm going to get their friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Go on second then. question. <laughs> Sorry, we went on a tangent oh. there. If I get a boob job, how will affect how will that affect my buoyancy? Uh, what size are you getting, Chloe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, honestly, I do not need she a boob job. Need, but if anything, she I need, need a them. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I am so good for that. <laughs> um, about it. Uh, the implants are are liquid filled and so or saline um i don't know all the compounds that go with it um and different types of procedure but again it's more about um and there's not a lot of uh, studies done on like diving and and breast sort of augmentation i guess and um but what people uh thought was that they would be more buoyant but they're not filled with air they're, they're, they're filled with like uh, fluid, which means they are going to be heavier. So actually they are going to be slightly negative. So you're going to have like a heavier chest area. <laughs> so that means it might affect your trim rather than anything else. Um, sorry, I don't have a personal experience on that, but I suppose if I put some rock there. You, you do and, know what I'm uh, thinking. Like, <laughs> Kathleen, you do know what I'm thinking now. So if, if, if me have, if like, not me, but obviously like, I'm not Are you going to be our test, Elaine? No. no, so if I go and have my boob done, I'm then going to go and have a bum lift as well, because that will 
counterbalance my trim. <laughs> I I think when we should get together and um and say okay. A one of these like size I don't know D or B whatever size <laughs> what's the average what's the good size and then we fill it with the like the weight of what it should be uh, we have to consult a like a, a surgeon um, and then put it in your wetsuit and then dive and then you can see the effects of uh, of that buoyancy and trim when you're diving. <laughs> um, I actually think there that's isn't... quite a good experiment. Actually, I think we should do that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, um, and, yeah, I think we should just check about the, the trim. There isn't a lot of uh, um, there isn't a lot of research or data about like uh, tissue saturation. I think Dan has started to do a little bit of it, but may, I don't maybe there isn't like a lot of test subjects that they are like close to to. Um, to look at this so there might be the the small concern but i right now it's just that there isn't like a a huge sort of impact um the only thing is the the search it's a surgery so the surgical healing um and any sort of again like post-surgical complications not necessarily related to to the the actual sort of uh, uh procedure but you know what comes as a complication so maybe those things like infection or not healing and things like that or jumping into the water too soon after mm. um i would probably tight wetsuits tight uh, bcds like squishing you know <laughs> your chest area that might have an impact so you might have to then look at the, the type of equipment um that you're using um to make it more comfortable and and not to like squeeze <laughs> squeeze that area yeah. so that would be one I, thing to, to, to I, guess, I guess that goes for all like cosmetic enhancements i know in dubai um there's a there's a lot of um lips Enhanced. enhancements <laughs> Um, Botox. Botox. Yeah. yeah we've, we've got it all. Um, yeah, we've had, a, what, what was it? A implants. Yeah. So like uh, facial implants. We've had people that have done like sort of um, nasal nose nose implants. And we've asked that again. Clear. The first thing is clear with the doctors. Um, clear it and make sure that you're like, you know, properly healed before doing any scuba. Most definitely. Yeah get medical clearance before you even think about putting a yeah. mask on with BCD. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're good so, rescue divers, but not in that area. But <laughs> we need new techniques. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Come on, Chloe. Hit so, an, so one of the other things um, I get oh. asked a lot is, um, especially um, ladies with long hair or curly hair yeah you've got lovely beautiful long hair what how lovely how do you dive with this what's the easiest way I mean I have I'll share share mine I just literally put it up in a ponytail but mine's not as long as um Elaine Elaine yeah she's got luscious hair it's a nightmare so I use a product called stream to see stream to see yep. I think it's called yeah it's a leave-in conditioner and it is an absolute godsend 
Um, but I don't braid my hair anymore like I used to because it was coming out the ocean knotted and matted, even with the leave-in conditioner. So now I just do loads and loads of pigtails all the way down. Um, and it's uh, it's amazing now. It doesn't doesn't knot, you know. So but I know I know Kathleen has this particular brush that she loves because she was like, hey, you've got to try this brush. <laughs> It's just the wet brush. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well. hair, uh, since, since hair is porous, um, it's going to absorb some water. Um, and I think if you don't want all the crusty sea, sea water in, some people actually wet their hair first to kind of almost like saturate your hair. And then some people will wet their hair and then add in leave-in conditioner. Should be sea safe. So that's one thing that, uh, so yeah. Elaine, you brought up extreme to see is sea safe, which is great. Um, yeah. and, and then either, I, I, I'm the same as Chloe, ponytail. Uh, I used to braid, but uh, like you say, it gets all, like if you don't, in between dives, if you don't like uh, relax it, it becomes a nice big mat <laughs> after, after the day. Um, I heard like coconut say, oil is really good as well. So I might give that a go. There are um, African-Americans have very thick, uh, you know, very, very, very also harder hair. And I think there's like on online, there's also big discussions about how they will braid it and condition it as well, too. So I think um, we have like some people have quite fine hair. So again, you don't want to get too much hair loss. So really to protect it. Some people will wear uh, hairbands, headbands, buffs, hoods. Um, I find the, the buffs are really good. It just kind of keeps everything off your face. Um, and you kind of look cool if you get a good good buff, like, you know, that's have charts on them and different motifs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I seriously swear by Stream to See, I'm not promoting them or anything, but it's just a great product. That, we're we are yeah. not affiliated with stream to see but no, no. But yeah. <laughs> they are good they're yeah. it's, it's very really good fun. product their recent trip to florida and on their dive boat and actually in their dive center um they had like a tray on their dive boat and it was like a baby shampoo you know defog um and they had a huge pump bottle of uh stream to see leave-in conditioner like a huge bottle and I'm like, oh, oh this a is dream. great. So, right, right, right. And then I, I took a picture of this tray and I'm like, I sent it immediately to the to our team. I'm like, we got to do this. <laughs> because also want like eco-friendly, sea-safe products as well. Um, and um, and to deal with, especially in the in our region, women have beautiful long hair. Um, and, um, and I think that's one of the things that is, is like you say, it's a challenge to manage, but if we can kind of, um, use some good products that are safe for the sea, that will help as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I'm, I'm also not affiliated with them as well. Either, so, <laughs> we just love them. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Right. Um, cool. I think that nicely leads us to our final question um what three dive accessories do you always bring on your boat um as the female uh yeah. sunscreen yeah. <laughs> hair band actually you should have more than one because yes. a lot of times another 
male divers like, oh, I forgot my hairband. Um, and sometimes an extra buff as well has been really, really like been godsend for some people because, you know, they have long hair. They can't find their little like, you know, hairband and things like that. Um, but yeah, we, we I think we need to take care of our skin a little bit more so that sunscreen i think is, is is really important and again same thing there's so many sun like products that are sun safe uh sea safe as well so that's that, those are mine how about you what 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 three things do you have that's like on your in your dive kit <laughs> are you asking me or chloe <laughs> uh, i'm very curious what you have in these your, contact like, lenses is my my top one <laughs> i wear um yeah i wear contacts and my fear is just losing a contact lens like one eye chloe somehow taking a mask off or yeah one eye chloe <laughs> is my fear <laughs> and again leaving <laughs> conditioner and hairband i think would also be on my my top three yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just bring an absolute load of water with me in uh, my cold bottle that's got um electrolytes in it so that oh, I don't good. dehydrate yeah um because drinking water is good but a little bit of electrolyte doesn't go amiss yeah mm -hmm. um when I was in Florida um we were sweating buckets and one of the things that we came across and this is in the the kids section in the in the baby section was um pedialyte yeah so it's like a electrolyte but for kids so it's like a much lighter sort of uh electrolyte so but we don't i don't find that in this area but i thought that was kind of a a cool thing to to have as well too yeah it's really good. right and um, we've got to wrap up <laughs> thank okay. you so much for Thanks, um, coming and talking to us and um it's yeah <laughs> We will see you soon. Yes, yes. Next week, hopefully. Yay! <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Thank Thanks for listening to the Ocean Sisters podcast with your co-hosts, Chloe Griffin and Elaine Foggett. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to our female feature. If you're interested in going pro as a dive master or instructor, get in touch with Kathleen Russell at Al Mahara Diving Centre in Abu Dhabi. Join us next week as we'll be talking about scuba diving and the conservation efforts at Thuvamalu in, in the Maldives. This stunning destination has all the tropical marine life that you've dreamed of and guaranteed tiger sharks. We can't wait to catch up with them. That's all for this episode. See you next time. <laughs>